Just Earthly is a podcast for the nature lover, environmental enthusiast, outdoor adventurer, free spirit, and seeker. We belong outdoors, where we find union, belonging, inspiration, and at home with ourselves, each other, and our planet. We go inside to go outside. We go outside to go inside. We gather for self-healing, world healing, here on this earth. Welcome to the Just Earthly Podcast. My name is Mandy Metzger, founder of Interland Botanicals, and I'm your host. I am so excited to welcome Monica Rosenquist of Elderberry Life and Spiritual Coaching to the Just Earthly podcast today. How are you doing, Monica? I'm doing really well. How are you, Mandy? I'm doing good. Thanks. So do you want to tell us about what you do? What, what is your business all about? Sure. So um, I'm a certified life coach, light worker, and Reiki master. And um, I, my mission is to help people reconnect and remember um, their connection to the earth. Um, and so through one-on-one coaching and courses that I offer, I um, tap into different, um, different modalities to um, help people increase their capacity for even feeling comfortable in, in doing those things. Because I think a lot of times we get stuck in the hustle and bustle of the the shoulds and the to-dos of life. And um, those start to become so familiar and so comfortable that it feels uncomfortable to release them. And so we have to um, start with just kind of like increasing our capacity to for having the space and then be able to connect deeply. That's such important work. And it is interesting because I feel like so many of us feel so disconnected from nature. You know, we have this hustle bustle lifestyle and we forget to slow down enough to just look around and know that we're connected. And then on top of that, I feel like we do have a sense of not belonging even with other humans. So, um, yeah, that's really important work. So I'm really curious. I like to ask this question when people do more of like a spiritual like life coaching um when you're in that kind of industry I feel like we all have a journey that led us to that do you want to share yeah sure so I think starting when I was really young I was always like that kid who kind of like to wander the woods and um and just like you know pick flowers like observe I don't know I just felt really comfortable out there I had um we moved around a lot, but in in the house that I spent most of my childhood, we had this big boulder in the yard and I I found like a a handheld rock that I could use. And I would like pretend to like mash things up in this little divot that was in the rock. And, um, and I just like, I don't know, I just always felt much more um, at home in that space. And then as I got older, I discovered, um, I I grew up in a Christian household, but um, um, as I traveled, discovered um, world religions and ended up studying comparative religion in in my undergraduate degree. Um, And I think that just like seeing how the many different ways that people um, approach spirituality um, uh, and then seeing that um, and, and having that piece of like that always feeling more comfortable in nature. And, and as I learned more about like human history as well, and just really, if you think about the, like the length of humans, humanity having been on the earth, 
that like the way that we live now is really like a blink of an eye in comparison to the time that most humans spent outside in nature, in the elements and really, um, you know, not questioning or separating themselves. Like we, you know, I don't think humans probably had a word like nature up until maybe, I don't know, five, 600 years ago. Um, because why would you name something that was other than yourself? Um, if you were part of it. Um, so, um, I, uh, I ended up, um, becoming an elementary school teacher. Cause I thought that that was like, you know, that it, it called to me at that time. And then when, um, my husband and I started having children, I was like, I really wanted to be able to stay home with them. So fast forward, um, a little over a decade of staying home. And I was like, I want to do more than just like, you know, I think every mother puts out amazing kids, right? <laughs> like every human is a miracle in and of themselves. And, um, but I, I wanted, I wanted a little more than that for myself. Um, I wanted, you know, I didn't want to just be like, oh yeah, these kids are mine. And that was what I contributed to society. Um, but I started with the nose of like, I was very clear. I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like I felt called to go back to the classroom anymore. Um, it had been an amazing part of my life. And I still have a lot of reverence for teachers that dedicate themselves for decades and decades of teaching children and the increasing demands on them. Um, but for myself, I just didn't feel like I could, you know, do either parenting or teaching well and go back. So, um, and then I realized I didn't really want to go back to a conventional job either. Um, and so then I was like, okay, well, when you ask little kids what they want to be, it's like teacher, doctor, lawyer, firefighter, like the very obvious things where all you have to do is you present your skills at some place. And eventually somebody's gonna be like, yep, we'll take you. And then I was like, okay, I don't want that. So now what? <laughs> and so yeah. that kind of, it left me floating for a little while. And, um, and I decided to just allow it. Um, you know, I was talking about capacity, like at first my capacity for even imagining, um, doing something other than teaching was, it was, it was really small. I was like, I was very, there's a lot of fear around it. Um, but as I just, I, I, I felt how strongly my no was to going back to a conventional job. I realized that I couldn't force myself to do it or else I was going to diminish my, um, ability to really contribute the way I wanted to. And that, you know, I would, end, I might end up bitter and, you know, not the kind of human I wanted to show up as. And so, um, I didn't realize it at the time, but I think I just started listening to my intuition a lot more like, and so I, um, had started following my friend's life coach, um, on Facebook and I wasn't on Facebook very often, but, um, I was about to get on for a, um, for a class that I was taking that was like recording through life through, through Facebook. This was a year and a half ago. And, um, just, just by chance, this life coach who like, even though I had like technically followed her, I, you know, checked the box I was following her, but I didn't actually like go in all the time. Um, she had started a, a Facebook live and I had not ever been on a Facebook live before. Like I, I had seen that they did that, but I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a Gen Xer and, and also like I, had, I hadn't been in the work world. So technologically I might be a little bit more boomer. Like, I guess my kids yeah. make that mistake of calling me one, but, um, anyway, so um, I jumped on that Facebook live and I could only be there for 10 minutes. Um, and I did, I kind of freaked out because she said hi to me because she saw me pop on and I didn't know how to tell her that I couldn't stay with the whole thing. And I was worried about being rude and all the things. Um, but as I started listening to her talk, I was like, oh my gosh, she was describing this um, 
her academy that she was that she was launching where she was going to be certifying um life coaches and a light worker certification and the reiki master certification and i was like I, I was like just in that 10 minutes i was like okay bookmark i'm coming back and over the next course of the next few days i was like okay i'm in i want to do this like where do i where do i sign up um and it just felt like really it was just kind of like it it felt like it landed in my lap but i realized like there was a lot of preparation and just having like allowed for it right and yielded yeah. to the possibility that i didn't have to um effort my way into an answer that yeah that i that i could just trust right and so um so yeah so i ended up doing the certification and starting um starting my business and um i've been in business now a little over a year um congratulations thanks and so it's yeah that that's my journey i guess in a pretty large nutshell yeah it's interesting because I feel like I know on my journey I I've just followed my curiosity in my heart and it sounds like you kind of did the same it, it, there's like this call or this pulling towards jumping on that Facebook live and it's interesting because I feel like we get opportunity and when we say yes it can just open up such a huge journey to like moving forward so yeah beautiful I it is interesting too because going back to the beginning of your journey you said about how connecting with nature as a child kind of helped start this journey and I'm curious what you think or maybe in your as part of your journey where was it that you feel that you started to disconnect from nature do you know I think it probably was in middle school like around seventh or eighth grade um when you know the sort of the actually I, I lived in a small town of like 12,000 people and there was a lot of um of emphasis on like being involved in extracurricular activities like sports and music and that sort of thing. And, um, and we had an amazing music program. Um, and so between like getting involved in like the choirs and then being in sports every season, um, there was this, like, I don't think that anyone ever like said, you have to do this. But I interpret, I, you know, I made meaning out of it of like, you are a successful member of this community if you are like, you know, doing well in enough activities to be like representing well. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel it like that was said inarticulately. But, um, and so that busyness of like, because, you know, seventh, eighth grade, also the homework starts to pile up more. And then um, I just didn't have the spaces in my time. Um, and that was about the time also when, um, you know, in the summer I started going to more like camps and, um, and, and so I, my summers were not these like open spaces of time where I could just like go and explore and be, just be, um, because everything was scheduled. And so I think that's about where it was. Um, and then when I got to college, we had these great trees, um, and you know, in college you can, you know, kind of, you get to say how you use your time. Right. And yeah. so I rediscovered tree climbing in college and I spent a lot of time in the trees on our campus and near our campus. And, um, it, that I feel like that was kind of a dip back in, but I never fully 
got there. That's interesting you say about college because I feel like that's when I started to reconnect with Nietzsche as well because as a college student, typically you don't have very much money to spend on other things. And I was like, ooh, this is free. I can go out on a hike on a trail and this is free. Do you want to tell us how your work connects to nature? Yeah. So um, it's interesting. I, I'm getting a, an intuitive nudge to start with Reiki, which okay. feels so abstract, but, um, but I, so I, I'm, I feel like I'm learning and relearning and getting deeper each day with the learning and remembering of that nature and us, like anything, all, all creation. Cause even the things that are man-made come from the earth. If, if right. you go far enough back, right. Um, is all part of an ever expanding like energy system. And, um, and so as we remember our connection to that energy and not connection even, but like our isness in yeah. the energy, right? Um, I feel like things start to like release. So, so I use nature a lot as a way of, of teaching and helping like illustrate concepts. Um, so for example, because for me, I feel like it's been something that I've, I'm constantly learning from. I remember several years ago, seeing the trees in midwinter and being like, man, like they're not embarrassed at all. They're standing there naked. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and they're and they're like they have no qualms about it. They know that yeah. at some point the the sunlight will return to a degree where their leaves will come back and it'll grow back. And here I am, like I would be scared to shave my head, right? Like yeah, just like walk around naked. I mean, obviously there are legal reasons. I don't I don't prescribe going walking around naked in public unless you're <laughs> in a place where that's legally allowed and that really feels good to you. But but just the, like the idea that, you know, like we as humans are fearful of even showing up as our true selves because we feel like we need to protect that. And the trees are just like, yep, like we're here and this is part of the cycle and it's going to be, it's just, it, it, it just is right. It doesn't yeah. even have to be okay. Cause it's, it's never not okay. Um, and then, you know, and so I feel like I started learning a lot from the trees in that way. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like, so with, with, um, with, uh, clients, a lot of times we work on the level of emotion and the emotions that are coming up around things in their lives that are, um, you know, sort of blocking their way to, to opening and to allowing what's possible for them. Okay. And so, so I really love like, you know, like I think about like the beach, right. Or any shore. Yeah. And emotions are like, are just like energy waves, right? And they come and go, but like when we, you know, like we, we um, allowed our cat to pass recently. She was 19, had been with me since before I even met my husband Aww. and it was hard. And yet like when I allow, when I was able to allow the grief and yield to, to the energy of it, and I still have waves that come. There's still like licks where it's like, oh, there's her, 
you know, her water bowl, I still haven't like, you know, put that away. Like there's moments that like, but the initial like energy wave of the grief, that was like a huge cresting wave that felt like it was going to engulf me. Like I just wanted to bury myself, you know, and just not exist anymore because it just felt like it was going to be too much. Um, it, it eventually passed as I allowed it. And yet a lot of times we brace ourselves and we, um, try to resist and you know, the saying what, what we resist persists, right? Yes. Yeah. And so I think like, I, I really see like my job as being, um, helping people to learn to have the capacity to be more like the shore where the waves of energy, the waves of emotion that come your way, like whether they be a tidal wave or they just be little lapping waves that the shore does, it, it knows it's going to be changed over time by those waves. And yet it just continues yielding and allowing. That's and, so beautiful. And accepting, right? And so I feel like they're just, that's how I bring nature in to um, my work, especially with one-on-one clients. That's so beautiful. So I read that you really like to hike and um, you've been interested in identifying scats and (laughs) different things along the trail. Do you want to, first for listeners, because some listeners may not know what scat is, do you want to define it? Sure, sure. Um, so, um, simply said in the most like basic language, scat is animal poop. Um, (laughs) and, um, I got into it. Um, so I live in Colorado and, um, when we moved here, I was homeschooling, um, my two daughter, my two daughters who were school age and my um, son who's a toddler just kind of came along with us and we participated in a forest school. And, um, and so the kids, um, you know, we're learning about scat and some basic tracking skills from that. And it really like piqued my interest because I think one of the things that, you know, um, one of the many barriers that we have to remembering our, our inherent wholeness and connection to nature our you know, our, 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 the fact that we are nature is all of our fears and our reasons, right? It's like, and, you know, we moved here from Tennessee where the biggest thing you had to worry about, I mean, I guess if you get in far enough into the wilderness, you do have to worry about the occasional bear, but I never got that far because I was with small children. So we were mostly hiking in the city. Um, so we had to worry about the occasional snake. Um, usually they weren't even poisonous. Um, but uh when we moved out here, it's like, you go to the mountains and you're looking at, you know, black bears, you're looking at, you know, uh, mountain lions. And uh, especially, you know, in the foothills, when in the summer, you're looking at rattlesnakes and, the, you know, mm-hmm. hiding in the grass. And, um, and I, I'm sure for a lot of people, you hear all that. And it's like, there's a lot of fear, right? right. And, yes. so, and especially because like the mountain lions, like they see you long before you see them. Right. Um, and at first that kind of held me back, but as I started to realize that like, I could, that I, A, I could start to learn, you know, it, this was their home. Like we as humans had chosen to withdraw from it as our home yeah. um, and like cluster ourselves in cities or towns, that sort of thing. Um, 
it's interesting. We don't build walls around our cities anymore, but we basically do like with our, you know, our roadways and our fences and, um, and like, I think in any, in most areas, unless it just keeps growing. Like if you go to like the New York metropolitan area, like you, you end up in Philadelphia before the city ends, right? Like, it is, <laughs> yes. But, but like when you have like a, a city where there's like, there, there's wilderness or, or, or even farmland around it, there's like, you know, kind of a buffer. Um, and so we, that like increases our, 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 our separation. And so as I started learning about, you know, that you could see evidence of animals, right? That like, I could see a deer track and say, oh, there was a deer here and oh, it's, it's dry mud. So it's been here a while. Um, right. Uh, yeah. or, or this, or, and I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not like going out to track animal. I'm not using it for, um, you know, to actually find the animals, but it's just more of a curiosity for me. And yeah. so I went backpacking, um, uh, by myself last summer for a couple of nights. It's a goal I have to increase that. I'd eventually like to do a through hike. That's um, and I had brought my, um, uh, my little like uh, laminated fold out <laughs> scat track. So it had like the prints and you know what a, what a print would look like in the a quick description and then also scat and it has a ruler even on the side um so that you can measure it to because like the same like so when I first got to my camp I found I found scat right near where I, I decided to put my tent oh. and it was pretty big um and from what I could tell I think it was probably a mountain lion scat um okay. <laughs> And so it's like, oh, okay, mountain lion's been here recently. Um, and I I don't know, it was interesting. Like I felt like it, I guess it just gives me a connection to them um, to know that they've been there. And um, because I think in general, like, you know, humans are pretty unpredictable in terms of um, and now that we have domesticated ourselves so fully. <laughs> I think that when humans were, you know, more part of like actually in nature, I don't think that, I don't think that we, it, I don't think it was the same, but now that we're domesticated and we have like our constructed walls and our like sense of separation, we're much more of a, like a danger to the animals. So they, especially the big, the large animals. So they want to like stay away from us. Right. But so it's just, I feel like it just, it's a good reminder to me that um, it's a whole system. I mean, we've even domesticated our poop, which I mean, we should, because when we live so clustered, like, you know, the yeah. middle medieval times were, were pretty gross from what I understand. Right. <laughs> um, yes. But it's also of the earth. Right. Right. And we, and so it's interesting. Cause like, I'm still sort of grappling with how like I fascinated I am by you know, scat out in the field. And yet like yeah. I come home and one of my kids forgets to flush the toilet and I'm like, ew, gross. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I think is interesting about this too, is that usually if you find scats along the way, wherever you, you know, if you're walking along, even from dogs, right? It's like, ew, that's gross. But it's interesting because you can take that and then actually apply it. Like they're like almost it tells a story, you yeah. know. And I mean, even there was pretty recently I found scat that had fur in it, and you could tell it has fur. So it's like, okay, yeah. well, that 
animal eats other animals. So but it's it's something that people just typically look at and then look away and say, ew. Yeah. But yeah, there is- If we even recognize it. Right, exactly. Yeah. If, that's exactly right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know, I've, I've actually stopped, like when it's like dry and fur like that, I've yeah. actually stopped and like taken a stick. I don't use my hands, but I take a like a little stick from nearby and like kind of open it up and see um, sometimes, depending on if I have time. But um, uh, yeah, I find that so fascinating because, you know, like I've gotten, I like to think of myself, I, somebody who's better at tracking might tell me I'm totally wrong, but I like to my think, think of myself as someone who's gotten pretty good at identifying bear scat. Okay. Um, it's often just looks like a little like, it's not it's not like formed it's just kind of like a a patty almost with little okay. like berry seeds in it um and it's interesting because you know that uh, like I like coyote scat like is much more the like you know fur and you can often like sometimes find little bones in it and stuff and that's like you know um, and my kids each have actually I guess my younger two more so I don't think my oldest so much anymore she's 13 um so it might not be cool anymore I'm not sure but <laughs> she but my younger two have like this collection of like bones and things that they have brought home um I mean my son actually he's eight he has an elk um um vertebrae that he found at nature school. They found like a, an elk that was decomposing near the site where they had class and they watched it decompose over like months. Um, and he brought home one of the vertebrae and it's like, you know, probably two and a half inches across. Um, yeah. And it's really clean now, you know, we we disinfected it and you washed our hands and all of that. But yeah, um, he's still like really fascinated about that sort of thing. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, so much you can learn from just something that, people just usually dismiss or yeah. yeah, that's neat. Um, I also read that you really like to read. Um, and a, a lot of that reading has to do with plants and communication among plants and trees. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I've had this affinity for trees for a long, you know, since I was a kid, um, and it's grown into more of a like scientific interest too. So um, I, um, I, I found myself really um, attracted to books that, you know, that I don't, I'm not, I'm not at the point where I want to read any like textbook, super scientific yeah. books, but I love it when there are like, when there's a narrative and they like pepper in the science. So um, like Suzanne Simard, um, she's the Canadian um, uh, forester. And, okay. um, she, um, she did a lot of research around the mycorrhizal fungal network. And, um, and so she has a book called, um, find, uh, I think it's finding the mother tree where, and it's her like life journey, but it's also like explaining how the, like all of the trees, even like inter, like even interspecies, like share nutrients and information. And they even like the, the oldest trees in the forest know like which ones are their offspring nearby. Um, and yeah. it just, it's so fascinating to me. And, and it like, and it also makes sense too, because you know, have you ever seen the movie Avatar? Not the, the airbender one, but the, the one that came out, um, oh geez, I guess probably around like late two, like 2000. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, those, the people on that planet, the, uh, I forget what their name is, but um, they have this, like, they know their connection, right? They live in the mother tree and they actually like, there's like a physical connection that they can connect, but it's also like to the animals that they ride and they can connect to the different plants and things. And I feel like that, that always called to me. And then when I read this book, finding the mother tree, I was like, oh yeah. And you think, have you ever seen, you know, a picture of, or like, um, of, of just of any one system in the human body, right? Like if you see a picture of just like, you know, the nervous system and all the nerves, right. Or, um, or the, the circulatory system all the way down to the capillaries, right? Like they look just like the branches of a tree in the way that they grow out or, or coral under the ocean. Right. And we, um, one of my favorite quotes from the little prince, the kid's book is when the rose that he grew, he, so he, it's, you know, he's from another planet, the little prince and this planet's so small that he can literally just like move his chair and keep watching the sunset all day. Right. Oh, yeah. And so, and somehow this like little rose ends up like on his planet and he falls in love with her and he nurtures her and he like helps her to grow, but she's super vain. And she says to him at one point, like, Oh, I feel so sorry for you because you don't have any roots. Um, and that has always really hit home to me because when I read that, I felt just like that. Like I didn't have roots and part of it's because I moved around a lot as a child, but even when you stay in one place, if you're not connected to, you know, your earthliness, right. Cause we are all earthlings, like, you know, the whale, this, the, the fly, the, the squirrel, um, the lizard, you know, the tree, all of us are earthlings. Right. Um, and if you aren't connected to that, that like spiritually, I think like that's where the energy piece comes in because, um, you know, it's very easy to say, well, yep, my feet aren't, you know, they're not going to grow roots and grow into the earth. Right. But yeah. we can energetically connect and, um, and we are, we are energetically connected already. Right. Like, right. Um, so I, um, I've started offering, uh, a workshop called demystifying energy healing. And we actually use the, the concepts of physics to sort of bridge the gap between like science and, and, and how energy healing actually works. Um, but the piece I want to bring in is that like on the atomic level, like the, no atoms are ever actually like touching. They are two fields that are like interacting. Right. And the, the, the energy like go flows through them, like back and forth. Right. Like that, that's what we think about like electron transfer, right. Electrons yeah, can go true. from one atom to another. Um, well, like our, our butts in our chairs right now are not actually touching our chairs. Like there's the, it's just like field upon field upon field of energy. And it's just the way that the energy expresses itself. So, you know, the atoms of your chair are much more dense than the atoms of uh, that create the molecules of your bo- of your clothes and your body. Um, and even more, and our bodies are more dense than the molecules that form the air around us, but it's all just yeah. energy um, yeah. on energy. Um, I love that connection. And that's one thing you do Reiki as well. And that's one thing that I have noticed even from when I was attuned 
for Reiki one, I felt like a floating head because I, I didn't have as much of a connection with the earth at the time. And it's really, it's really neat to explore that scientific side of it, of like the energy too. Your workshop sounds really interesting. Thanks. Yeah. And I, um, I am going to be offering it, um, it's in person um, in Denver, but it's also virtual. So um, people can okay. zoom in from, you know, anywhere in the world that the time works for them. Um, okay. <laughs> so, okay. This uh, is the one that is on September 27th? Correct. Yeah. It's on awesome. September 27th um, at 630 Mountain Standard Time. Um, okay. Yeah. Great. I will, so those that are listening, I will link that into the description in the podcast so you can hopefully join and learn from Monica. And it, um, uh, it's also, you can also find the link to it um, in my bio on okay. my Instagram account, which is Elderberry Life Coach. Okay, great. Yeah. And do you have an e a website as well that you'd like to yeah. share? Yeah, it's elderberrylifeandspiritualcoaching.com. Um, and then you can also find me on Facebook at Elderberry Coaching. Awesome. I will link all of those into this, the description as well. Um, Monica, I usually like to end with one question. Um, so those that are listening, you know that we're doing this for self and world healing through nature. And Monica, I was wondering how you heal through nature. Ooh, um, well, we almost need another hour, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I will um, summarize as best I can. Um, well, the big thing is, is, you know, I love to go hiking. Like you, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. um, unfortunately it's not feasible to do that every single day. Cause I live about 45 minutes from the mountains. Um, but even in my neighborhood, just, um, walking out in my neighborhood and taking in the trees, um, and re and re just seeing, finding, finding the, you know, it's interesting. I'm drawn mostly to plants, but even the animals, like, um, this morning I looked out and along my back fence, this little squirrel was like fighting its way through the wisteria of my neighbor's, um, neighbor's fence. that was kind of like growing over into our yard. Oh, and, wow. um, so I just, you know, I just, I, 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 through observation is a lot of, you know, um, yeah. I, I notice things I, you know, my kids know me already. When I start to look up, when I'm driving, they know that there's probably a hawk circling or I'm trying to figure out what kind of birds flying by. <laughs> so many of us are in the habit of looking down, you know, you're looking yeah. down at your feet, you're looking down at your phones, you're looking down at your computer, you're behind it most of the day. So there's something to be said for motion in you know, where, where bodies are really like evolved to move. Right. Yeah. Um, but also just occasionally just, you know, going out, um, and just standing on the earth. So, and I can't, you know, it gets cold here in the winter. So I actually have, um, a, I, I, I got one of those boot trays, like from Ikea or something. So that has a, a lip of about, you know, inch, inch and a half. And I just filled it with river rocks. And that is my bath mat, quote unquote, in front of my um, bathroom sink. So when I brush my teeth, I wash my hands, um, I'm standing on these stones. Um, and if you wear like very padded shoes, you might, that might take some time to get used to. Um, yeah. uh, but um, 
But so I, I also try to bring elements in, um, like you said, you try to bring plants in, um, and that's, you know, your work. And so, um, I, 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 you know, I try to bring elements of, of nature into my home too, so that if I can't get out of the house that day, I have something, you know, I can just like take a moment and study the leaf on a plant or stare out my window at the farthest tree that I can see that sort of thing. I love that. Those are some good tips too. Well, thank you for sharing, Monica. You're very welcome, Mandy. Thank you so much for being here today on our podcast, for sharing your story, your work, and you're such a beautiful soul. Thank it's you. so nice to meet you, Mandy. Thank you so much for doing this. You're getting these messages out to the world is really just an amazing, amazing like uh, gift to the world. So thank you very much for having me today.